never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a cancer death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Podcast, and I'm here as always with my boy Big Steve. Hey, what are you doing? You look uh, different. You look, uh, it was a miniature version of it, was a smaller version. I'll be honest with you, you didn't Big even think C. anybody would notice. There was a Woo! smaller version of Big C in the chair. Where did uh. that come from? I should be looking at the camera before we get started. That was weird. It came from a previous marriage is where it came from. I went to look over there, and there was a smaller version of you sitting there. No overalls. Now the overalls no. are back. The overalls are back. Yeah. Overalls are back. What's up, Big C? How you doing, man? Man, I am fantastic. I am having a great day. And, man, we've got a lot to be happy about, I think. A lot. Yeah. yeah, the piggies are are in the you know tournament. They're still they're still dancing, still dancing, still dancing around. And then Clint, last night we did something. Yeah, that we talked about doing for a couple years now. We we've talked about it and we finally did it. I mean. Sure, we didn't do it in a timely fashion, no. <laughs> but thanks to our buddy Joey, he kind of pushed the pushed the uh, pushed it and organized it a little bit for us, and and yeah, and, uh, worked out really good. And so, um, but we went and tried stand up comedy for the first time ever. Now, last week, if you listen to last week's episode. We kind of said there'd be three things that could happen. Okay. And so I'm going to go back over those and then we'll kind of give our responses to kind of, you know, what happened. Then we would kill it. We would just do a great job and, you know, everything. Right. That, that'd be the first possibility. Okay. The second possibility is that we would do a participation trophy job. You know, it's kind of like, Oh, well, at least you tried, you know, that, that kind of way, you know, and it's, you know, Oh, great. Good job. Yeah. Way to go guys. They didn't run out crying. <laughs> um, at least you didn't stand up there and talk about animals for five minutes, <laughs> which one guy did y'all. One guy did seriously. Talked about animal guy talked about animals. Yeah. He, it was his first time too. And he talked about like, animals stuff he learned off of um i know animal for, shows i know for a fact at least three of us were doing it for the first time 
And I know he don't listen to this podcast. So I don't care if I hurt his feelings. I don't know no, his name. No. He's an animal guy. Yeah. So I would I would the three first timers that went last night, I would rank them Travis Johnson, Clint Clark, Animal Guy. <laughs> animal uh, guy. Animal guy. He uh yeah. He yeah, that was strange. And he was monotone. So he's just yeah. up there like like he was narrating a animal show on PBS. Pretty it's, much. Like, it's like uh Stephen Wright and uh oh crap, Uncle Fester had a baby. No, I wouldn't think I think it's some tall guy like Lurch. Yeah, Lurch. Had a Lurch. Yeah, Wright, I mean like yeah, but I hate to even use the word Stephen Wright because Stephen Wright was stinking funny. But anyway, and yeah, then yeah. so so there was animal guy and then there was um so I mean there was uh so either we we either we did great we got to participate you know at least she did good or we totally bombed and we just got up there and giggled or just you know <laughs> nerves got the best of us whatever so Clint, where where do you think we fit on that spectrum? Where where do you think the the results? I don't think we killed it. I, I don't. No, I don't. But I think there was about twenty one people that went last night, mm. and I would put us in the upper half. Yeah, I really would. I mean, I got a bone to pick with Joey because Joey told me two minutes <laughs> is what Joey told me. Show me two minutes. So I prepared for two minutes. Yeah. Then I was prepared, like, okay, two minutes. That's all I'm going to need. Yeah. And it turned out we got five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, so I had like, but I'm so nervous. I don't want to think of a lot of new material because I'm there. I'm like, I'm there. I've got a game plan. No reason to deviate from the game plan. I think the game plan's funny. Yeah. And, and I got laughs. And it was, and I don't know if it was because there was a lot of bad comedians or the crowd was just tough. Well, when but, the, you know, and, and here's the thing, the first guy gets up there and of course it was a uh, lot of very vulgar stuff, which was you very, know, very, very, you know, which a lot of people go to just because they can't be funny. And so they got to do stuff like that. But anyway, uh, I'm not judging, but. The very first guy gets up there, and his first joke is talking about uh, having inappropriate relations with peanut butter. Right, yeah. And uh, you knew, well, that's when I knew, um, okay, maybe I shouldn't be so nervous. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I could get up there and just sit there and giggle and be funnier than some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if what i did what i talked about i did when i was a little kid in church when i first sang and just giggled in front of everybody like that might have been funnier than what some of the folks started out no for, for sure and then there was the one guy that just you could tell that he just he's like oh okay i want to make this up as i go yeah yeah but there were also some really really talented guys there really. was there was there was a couple really talented guys. The guy that closed the show. Yeah, the guy that closed the show did a really good job. He just did crowd work and he uh uh kind of improv comedy stuff and, and he was really good. He just uh uh and and that's why they had him up there because they knew he would be funny, I'm sure. And 
and he talked about you know he he talked about me he talked about some of the other comics and talked about me and talked talk just kind of you know he was great talked about wesley and casey which uh our friends wesley and casey we've talked about wesley on here a lot uh it's so funny because they were sitting on the front row and of course they're brothers so they look you know a lot alike and what <clears throat> wesley was the top and we've mentioned this um but they're both the, were the type of kids that i mean it's just the way their genes are or whatever they had mustaches at an early age, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, yeah no, I, I so, Wesley that I've never known him without a mustache, and he shaved yeah. it off. And so this guy, comedian, gets up there and he goes, "You two guys look like the Mario Brothers, <laughs> Mario and Luigi." And of course, all of us that know him, we're just dying laughing because this is perfect for them. But anyway, there's something about seeing your friends get roasted by a comedian. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this is like great. You roast yeah. them all the time. Yeah, but when your friends are doing it, it's just there's something. Well, especially when they say something like what we would say, <laughs> you know. But um, uh, anyway, all right, Travis. So on a on letter grade A to F, where would you grade you, and where would you grade me? I think we're both C's. Really, yeah. I, I think I, we were. I, I think we were passing. I think. I think. Well, no. You know what? No. 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 Sorry. Sorry. No. 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 Bees. Bees. Because we were. Time? We were better than average. When you, like you said, we're. We were better than average with the guys that were there. Yeah. Uh, when you looked at, there was twenty-one people there, and we were far better than the average guy there. I thought. I thought we were more comfortable, more relaxed, less, less nerves than, than a lot, what a lot of them showed more together. Now, some of that may have been because we wasn't drunk you know, or whatever. I mean, some of them may have had some, right. some stuff clouding their minds, but I mean, cause some of them were up there, like they were reading note cards yeah. and these were guys that do it on a regular basis. Some of them like do the open mic, but I, I, I would say, for a first time and for that crowd, for that crowd. Okay. Now, if you put us in a crowd of guys that do it all the time or something, you know, that letter grade may go down, but I think in that crowd that night B, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the crowd wasn't very good. It, it wasn't. Now I think it helped that we had brought the majority of the paying audience. Uh, That's with, true. Yeah. 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 That helps. Probably about 10 paying customers and uh, five yeah. of them were us. Um, but no, I thought we did good. I really, I really did. I just, I wish, of course, you know, you, you go back and think, oh, if I could have done this, this, I'd known I had five minutes. You know, I could hit them with a few more one liners. Yeah. You know, I had the couple that I started off with and then it was just, that went into my story and, um, so, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do it again, but I, it was something I wanted to mark off the old bucket list. Yeah. But um, they do it – the joint in North Little Rock, they do it every Tuesday night. Mm. Um, but I, I thought the host was just amazing. Yeah, he was a super uh, nice guy. Super so nice guy. I did enjoy that when he goes, he goes, all right. He goes, you can't say this, can't say this, and that. You say what do you want. You're good. Yeah. And then – and me and you both I'm like okay. I don't even think I, I actually curse. You don't curse at all. 
Yeah. And I don't think I dropped one curse word last night. So yeah. give myself credit for that. I, I could I got the PG rating. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he, he, but he said, okay, I'm gonna knock on the door like once, you know, at four minutes, you you got a minute left. And then because I do it again, that means stop. And then I'm coming to get you. Yeah. And there's one guy coming to get because I was teasing because because you went 16th, I went 17th. Yeah. And I was like, I, and I was teasing you in the back. You're like, you know, he's got to come get you. You're so long winded. Yeah. And then you went out there. And then I told the guys like, man, hey, you know, he said, man, if you're getting laughs, I'm not gonna, you know, they're rolling. I'm gonna let you keep going. Yeah. It, it compared to everybody else, he should have let you keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, well, and I, I had more, you know. Well, I had this whole deal. My 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 act. I had this deal about me being a preacher. Oh, I had yeah. this, this little right. deal, and 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 it was when I was I timed it on my way up there on my phone, and I was gonna be. It was gonna be about five minutes. It was right, just a little over five minutes. But I spoke slower in my truck, you know, doing it than I did in front of the crowd. Although after your wife sent me the video, I spoke slower than I. I was more relaxed than I felt like I was. Yeah. I felt like I sped it up too much when I was doing it. When I was kind of critiquing myself afterwards, but then when I watched it back, I actually did a little better than I thought I did. But I mean there's a couple of them I should have let breathe a second before I said my joke, my punchlines and stuff, but but anyway, I threw in that I had a whole dollar general thing too. Like I had a couple more dollar general jokes that like I had, I had another five minutes of dollar general stuff. Okay. Or like dollar general type stuff. And so I threw that, that, uh, that dollar general joke. I was like, cause I, I knew I had another minute or so left or I had more time. And so I was like, but I could have kept going with some dollar general stuff. Cause I had some other I had some other stuff there. I almost, I almost told one more of those, but um, I decided to go off because I got a pretty good laugh on the whole uh, uh, the potheads wanting uh, Mountain Dew Takis and Axe body spray. <laughs> so, uh, now, but, now you're up there. You're up there, and of course, I'd been me and was it Brett or Brett? I can't. Is either Brent or Brett? Brett. 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 So I'm sitting there talking with Brett and I'm telling him the story. I'm like, yeah, me and him, we have a podcast together. We kind of, you know, we start doing this. And you're on the stage and you're talking. And I tell him, I said, you're, you may have to go get him. Like, seriously, he's long winded. I, <laughs> I, I love him to death. He is <laughs> in the world. He is long winded. I told him, I said, I told him about the podcast where I was about to poop myself. And I was giving you the, like, come on, Travis. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was out bodies, but you got to finish this one without me, buddy. I got by. Yeah. And, uh, and so he, he got a good chuckle out of that, which, yeah. which in retrospect, you know, I could have said, as, yeah, I said, you know, I could have talked about my pop, more podcast and told that story. It maybe got a chuckle out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, my only regret was that I didn't do more. I thought for the crowd, I got laughs. You know, I really yeah. did the crowd i had last but when you're thinking two minutes and and i don't think when you get there and you're doing some of the first times the um the time to make adjustments to what you no. what you plan like like i'm gonna go two minutes and and that's what it is maybe i could have talked a little slower and like you said let some laughs breathe 
Yeah. Uh, now that being said, some of those guys are really funny, and a lot of those guys that were there, like, hey, I'm just workshopping stuff. Yeah. I'm seeing if it works. Um, you know, and we started this podcast really, you know, we've kind of dwarfed and are transformed to more of a sports podcast, um, which me and you both love sports. Um, mm-hmm. so it works out. For oh us. yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's, and it's our wheelhouse. And, but this, when we first started talking, this is what God is talking about was that comedy store documentary. And they're talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, the guys talking about how you have to, it's a constant grind. Yeah. You gotta be writing, writing new jokes and new material. Uh, yeah, where I where I don't think I'd ever be a good stand-up comedian, I'd ever be happy doing that. Was you know Tom Segura, Brett, Bert Kreischer, and Joe Rogan, they yeah. all go out and they'll do a tour and they'll tell the same jokes. Yeah, to the crowd, and I'm like, I, I wouldn't. I feel like I'm cheating. You know, I feel like I'm cheating them because I'm giving them the same crap every night. Yeah, I haven't heard it. So I just you know. That's me because I, if I feel like I went back to the joint next week, like okay, I have to come up with something complete and completely new. Yeah. Instead of just building on that act. And see, that's the only reason. That's the only reason I wouldn't mind going back and trying it again. Is because I have written several things. Like my hardest, the hardest thing I did to get ready for last night was deciding what to go with. And I, what yeah. I came down to, what I chose was something that I felt more comfortable with, that I felt was more not me forcing a joke. It was more me just telling a little bit about me, sort of, you know? Yeah. And so it was because I, I was just talking about me, you know, because I, I talked about, you know, that kind of who I am a little bit. And so that that's why I ended up choosing that, you know, because it just kind of flowed like that way. But I've I probably had four or five minute sets that I could have done that I that I've kind of got ready and then um, which one of which I mean a couple of which are stories that I don't know it would have been hard to do in five minutes like it like to develop them and um, and do it all but um, and that would be the main thing I wouldn't mind doing it again just to. But uh, just just to kind of try that, you know, just to try out some of the other stuff and see what works better, because because immediately there was a couple of jokes that I was like, man, this one would have killed and this one would have killed, you know. Uh, no, because but I was no one, I was real careful about trying to make it all flow too. Right. No, I, I think I could have went, you know, definitely a lot of scooter jokes could have done that. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, I could have had, I could have had, I could have had a lot more fun had I known I had the time. And I, and, and part of the reason I would be thinking about trying it again, and I say I won't, but I probably will. Yeah. I'll probably just go in there on a Tuesday, just me and Anna, and just sign up and like see what happens. And I may be one of them guys that no one, no one, no one laughs at, no one claps for. Oh, no. But I know I don't think it would. I, I'm, I'm generally, I would we're both genuinely funny people and I'm not being cocky when I say that, but you're a funny guy. I'm a funny guy. Yeah. Um, people enjoy talking to us and conversating with us because we are funny. And part of the reason, yeah. you know, we do have the listeners and viewers on this show is because we're funny. Um, we're not, 
super smart guys. I mean, that's speak for, for you. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> danger. Yeah, no, I, I can speak for you. No, we're intelligent, but you know we're also quick-witted and funny, and and that's part of the reason people listen to this stuff. Yeah. But it's a difference between being able to be funny in a conversation and get up there and hold, you know, people's. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because why the majority of the crowds the comics. Yeah. You know, so making them laugh. Oh yeah, 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 is, for sure. And that's why I was like, when the last comic got up and he referenced mine and your stuff. You know, I was like, okay, we did something right. Yeah. Where where he remembers what we, um, you know, he remembered what we were talking about. And yeah. Yeah. So I, I really think that we we did good. And well, and know, some of those guys too, even the ones that weren't very good, to be honest with you, were some pretty nice guys. You know, I tried to I tried to talk, just to have some regular conversations with just you know quite a few of them, and. You know, like, like that one guy, Ben or whatever that I talked to beforehand. I was supposed to go, go after him. Right. Yeah. He's like checking later. He's like, "Hey, when are you going up?" You know, like he was wanting to hear how I did. You know, and that, and that, you know, that that shows he's a cool guy. You know, and and then uh, I talked to that. Um, oh, what was that guy's name? That um, uh, kind of a younger black guy that um sold the hoodies oh yeah i know who you're talking about yeah uh i talked to him after we left um after everybody left i stayed around and talked to him for a long time and uh and he was he didn't get to hear ours he was outside on the phone or something but he um uh he was just a super neat guy and real encouraging and was like and he's about to try to like move to la and partially for his job he um, for his day job but he said he said he can get a better what he does for a day job he counsels with like kids and stuff like that that have dealt with trauma and he said he can he can get a better job doing that out there and go after this comedy thing and he was good he was him and the last guy were the two best by far uh, i thought of yeah the, of, the, of the ones that were there so but there were some neat guys, you know, and even even though the one some of them got up and talked about some strange stuff, I mean they were they were nice guys. Now, but I tell you, if you if you're into psychology and you want to psychoanalyze some people, go to open mic night at a comedy club because yeah, you know the those guys we're we'll talking about, like those yeah. folks are strange cats. <laughs> but, but no. It, it was fun. It, it was terrifying. It, it, it really wasn't that scary, honestly. I don't know why. Once guys started going, I realized I'm oh, just yeah. as funny as that. Once dudes having relations with peanut butter, you you know you're not too worried. Talk about looking at a bottle of Jif going like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yikes, yikes. Well, hey, uh, all right. So enough about us. There you go. The piggies went up to Des Moines. Des Moines. And they took care of the Illinois Illini. Okay. That was a, a tough game, but uh took care of them. And then they had number one Kansas on tap, right? And Clint. Look, <clears throat> they didn't play the best game. 
didn't play the best game of the year for the Hogs. Devo had one of his best games. He does say that had a great game. Uh, Black didn't have that great of a game. Nick Smith, for sure, didn't have a very good game. Uh, I'll tell you, man, Clint, people have been on Walsh. They've dogged him. They've talked bad about him. They've, you know, this guy is a nobody, you know, or, or he, how in the world was he a five-star? Right. Walsh is a good stinking player, man. No, he is. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a good hand for somebody. And I, something I've said on here a lot. Sorry to interrupt you there, but real quick, but, something I've said on here a lot is, don't just watch the ball, folks. When you're watching basketball, watch what's happening away from the ball. Jordan Walsh plays well away from the ball. He really does. He's getting better at it now. He was. He was more of a reactionary player. That was my complaint about him earlier in the year. And he still is kind of a reactionary player, but the kid has skills. He has a skill set. And anyway, I'll, we'll talk about that a little more. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I think, I think you know, to, to the average eye, he's underachieved because he committed a lot of fouls. He's fouled out of a bunch of games. But I think when you're a five-star, everybody expects you to come in and average 30, 30 points a game. And that's not the way it just works. You got to fit into the flow with the offense and all that. And I think, you know, you, you've seen it. But I think the big key to this team, and, and last year, if J.D. Note was on, we were going to have a good day. If mm -hmm. J.D. Note was off, we're not going to have a good day. Yeah. I think this year's J.D. Note – is Ricky Council the fourth? Yeah. I think if 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 Ricky Council's on, we're gonna we can beat anybody in the country, as as you saw against Kansas. I think that was the key. That is the key. Devo's great. Um, obviously, Devo's always gonna be Devo. Devo brings a certain edge, you know, to the team, and he played the game of his life against Kansas. Mm -hmm. But Regan Council also had a heck of a game. Um, and I think Muss, he he still sees the value in Nick Smith, but he know I don't think Nick's knees still that great, but he wants to be out there and he wants to fight and he wants to be on the team mm. and he's gonna do whatever he can. But I think he's figured out a way to work him into the game plan where he doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be Nick Smith Jr. Yeah. But like Okay, we can lean on Ricky. We can lean on Devo. Um, they're figuring it, they're figuring it out. Um, you know, hopefully they're figuring it out. You know, because I think after the Alabama game and what was the game right after Alabama, we won a big game and then we lost about three at Alabama. We thought this team has got it figured out. Yeah. And then you drop like your next two games. You Tennessee, wasn't it, or somebody? Tennessee, and then you play, you play terrible against Kentucky at home. Well, um, and I, I agree with you. And I, I think with the Nick Smith thing, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily more about Nick Smith's skill set and how he's playing, which he's not playing great. But I think a lot of that has to do also with the, the team just plays better 
with the other guys on the court because that's the team that had bonded when Nick Smith was sitting out. The the team that had learned how to win games before Nick Smith came back was with Devo and Ricky Council leading and Anthony Black leading in the scoring on the court, right? And so I think with uh, – and then Nick Smith comes out there and tries to be that guy, and I think that's why Muss has been – I think he's realized that maybe, and that's why he's pulling back on how much he's putting Nick Smith out there because he's seeing that's not working. But I think you're exactly right on the council thing. And it's not necessarily council doesn't have to be hitting a lot of shots. It's council has to be making smart plays, going to the basket, getting fouled, getting to the free throw line, hitting his free throws, stuff like that. Because because when he when he starts to get out there and just tries to take over and doesn't include his teammates and stuff like that, he can hurt hurt you worse than he helps you too. No, did I tell you how I watched the end of the game? Did I, did I tell you? Have I told you this story yet? I don't think so. So, Dustin, who we've had on this podcast as a guest picker, uh, works with me. Gorgeous beard, just mm-hmm. breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, I remember the beard. Yeah, it's just it's. I can't grow one that good. If I could, I would. Yeah. Um, so he has a jujitsu super fight, and he trains with me a little bit. He doesn't train a lot. But I want to be there to coach him, so obviously my priority is to be there for him. So the entire way there, I'm listening on the radio. He does a super fight. I watch one or two more matches, you know. And you've seen me at those things. I know a lot of people. Mm. It's been been, been, my, been in my wheelhouse for 14 years, so I've been around. So I, I go, I'm, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. I leave. Go get me a snacky poo at the gas station because I do love me a good snacky poo. Yes, sir. And so, so I get my, I get my snacky poo and then I'm like, all right. Um, and I'm listening to the radio. And so the game in like, you know, Kansas gets up by seven or eight, Arkansas chips away, gets within five, Arkansas gets up by one. So, you know, it's back and forth. It is, it, it, it is the game that you thought the preseason Arkansas would play against the preseason Kansas. And it'd be, a, yeah. you hoped it'd been further along, but that's kind of the, this the game you wanted. So I'm pulling in, I'm like waiting on them to go to commercial because I don't want to stop listening to the game to tell my wife, like I'm pulling into the driveway, please have the channel, have it on channel 11. Yeah. It finally goes commercial and I'm pulling into my drive. I'm like, Hey, Callers that do it. No, she's in there. She she's not a big TV watcher. I'm the only one that really watches TV around here. Mm. She can't figure out how to work the TV, so I had to come in. I finally made it in, but like, yeah, I didn't sit down the entire time. I was pacing, but but I was gonna say this: Reed Council from the was clutch from the free throw line. Yeah, the last bit he missed the one and then went and got a steal. Yeah. So I mean, really, really kind of you know. Well, but on that one, Jordan Walsh tipped it back to him. Yeah. You know. And, hey, let's talk about this. Our boy Kamani Johnson. He is. uh, They don't win that game without Kamani either. They do not. Kamani, offensive rebounding, dude. He's amazing on that. And I think a lot of it is Kamani doesn't – he's not so worried about getting his points. He just worries about, you know, doing his job. And then, well, he ends up getting a game-winning tip back 
uh, on that on that two point uh, on that little put offensive rebound and put back there toward the end of the game. I think that ends up being the game winner. So uh, he's made some big he's made some big big plays this year. San Diego State that was huge. Yep. This one they've been bigger. Yeah, and they're yeah. just big hustle heart. Um, I mean, I I messaged him afterwards and just said, man, thank you so much. Great job. Congratulations. Enjoy Vegas. <laughs> and uh, he uh, just doing a great job. And uh, so now here comes UConn. Jay Billis says UConn's the best team left in the tournament. Okay. Which, once again, I'm sure Muss is putting that up on the bulletin board. Uh, for people to, uh, for the team to read, um, my, UConn is, you know, pretty good team. They're coached by little Bob well, the Hurley. Hurley. The Dan is it Dan Hurley? Is it Dan? I think it's Dan Danny. Dan Hurley, something like that. One of the Hurley kids. Um, Dan, don't call me Bobby Hurley. Um. They have a, a center that's supposed to be a stud, and then they got a backup center that comes in and does a really good job. They got some shooters. They got some athletic guys. Uh, they're they're supposed. To, they got some scores. It's going to be a tough matchup. How are you feeling about it? Well, you've played Kentucky twice hmm. with Oscar Shushibay. Yeah, Shushibay. Easy sure that guy. But they played – I don't want to call him Big O because there's there's only one Big O to me. That's right. Oliver Miller. That's right. Uh, number 25 in the program, number one right here. That's right. In your heart. Into my, no, in my heart. In your heart. In my heart. Down deep in my heart. Um, so, I th- they played teams like this. You're in the Sweet 16. You're not going to get an easy matchup. No. You're not, because at the very least, you're battle-tested now in the tournament. You're battle-tested in yeah. the tournament. There, there are very few posers left. Yeah. And I don't think there's any. I mean, I'm thinking speaking, they're the 16 best teams are left. I don't think anybody's going to accuse Florida Atlantic of being one of the 16 best teams in the country. Yeah. But they beat Memphis, and they beat Farley Dickerson, who somehow beat Purdue. That's right. Only the second 16 – we haven't even mentioned that. Only the second 16 seed. And wasn't Fairleigh Dickinson the second team in their conference? I don't know. I think they See, won their conference. No, I think – I think – wasn't it them? <laughs> there was one team that made an upset that yeah. wasn't supposed to even be in the tournament, but the team that 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 won their conference tournament had uh moved up from division two and was in that four year period where you can't go to the uh, tournament. So that may have been that very well may and have I been. I think it was the I think it was them. So like I don't even think they were supposed to even be in the tournament. Yeah. Anyway, that may not have been them. I may be telling someone may be yelling at their radio right now or whatever. Well, probably right. are. I'm like, I don't think that's right, Travis. I think yeah. I but still there was one team that that happened to. I know. Yeah. But you know it, it, it was you, – you take care of your business. And Arkansas has not had an easy ride. No. So you basically had to play Illinois, who everybody says, oh, that's a terrible matchup for you guys. Oh, yeah. And then, 
and then you played. Uh, I was nervous about Illinois. I was nervous about that one. I was. Like I told you, this team. Let me tell you, I'm going to say the same thing in the Sweet 16 that I said in the round of 64. Arkansas could lose to UConn, and it wouldn't shock me. And Arkansas could win the entire thing, and it wouldn't shock me that much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just – that that's the reality of the situation where it is um, – this team has talent. Yeah. It has talent. It has good coaches. Eric Musselman is a fantastic basketball coach. Yeah. Um, now, speaking okay. of Muss, um, we went shirtless. Yeah. In the celebration. He's gotten a lot of tension this week over that. <laughs> it's it, – who cares? Exactly. I mean, just like literally – I mean, if you're, if you're if you're complaining about that, you know, you're you're looking. Like, I, I would rather have. I would rather have that than just you know a coach that just was like, yeah, we won, yay. I'd rather have that than playing four players that were involved in a murder. But anyway, oh, um, fired. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, you know, so. Let me ask you a question. This is totally off subject, but while we're on this, because I was thinking about when I made that comment about Eric Musselman, you know, taking his shirt off, I was going to compare him to Mike Anderson's demeanor. Yeah. Well, you know, Mike Anderson got fired at St. John's, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to fire him, say they're firing him with calls for not upholding something, you know. How much validity does the fire they the fact they just hired Rick Bettino? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. The Mike Anderson's lawsuit. That's terrible, man. That's Mike Anderson, whether whether you like him as a coach or not, or believe in his system or not, I mean, he was as class of a guy as you can find. I mean, he 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 did everything with class, he did everything well. I mean, I saw Daryl Macon put out a tweet, you know, say backing him up saying, you know, he was a father figure and he cared more about us going to class than he did about how many points we scored on the basketball court. You know, that's one of his former star players, you know, St. John needs to get off it, especially when you go hire Rick Pitino. I mean, right. It was kind of like when we were trying not to pay Brett Belima. It's like, no, you, you signed the contract. You owe the man the money. Give it to him. Yeah. I mean, no matter how bad the contract was, you're the one that gave it to him. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. yeah, it just it looks bad that they fired him and they're trying to say like he wasn't holding the standard or the culture. I, I think I don't I don't think Mike was a good fit in New York City. No, no. Just, you know, there's something about And you would have thought his style of play would have worked well there because it is so playground style. So you right. think, you know, getting the guys that grow up playing on those playgrounds, you know, would you, you'd think he would, he would do well and that kind of, you know, that they would do well in his system. I think that's what a lot of people thought when he went there. That's what I thought, you know, that's, that's what, but he, but he has been, you know, he, 
his whole career he's been in the south man he's you know been you know yeah. arkansas missouri uab tulsa you know and he's you know no, so. I, think be, I think he'd be more I, I mean mike's in his 60s i believe yeah 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 i think i mean mike's probably got it he's got to be close to just done you know yeah and I and if he wants to give it more one more run, he'll get it. It, it probably won't be it. Will be somewhere like a North Texas or you know somewhere yeah. like that. Um, like Oral Roberts or Tulsa, something along those lines. I think as a Power Five coach, Big East, I'll put the Big East and the Power Five in basketball because they've got good basketball. Yeah. But um, I guess that'd be the Power Six. I don't know. Something, yeah, whatever. Something like that, but uh, well, Clint. Also, all this is going on. Of course, we're going to root the hogs on. Hopefully, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so a lot of people won't be, you know, listening and watching this till till the game day. But hogs, uh, hopefully, hopefully, get stay in Vegas. Get a good stay in Vegas. Get a few days there and and come out on top. We'll see our boy Big O is going to be going to the game. Uh, he saw on Twitter he was talking about that. So uh, maybe they, he can get in there and motivate the guys. He's been sending them some tweets and stuff. Now, man, now here's, what's, here's, here's what's cool. Is is Big O tweeted you or, or messages mm-hmm. as we were going to Vegas. We could have partied in Vegas with Oliver Miller, Travis. We could have. That, if we were independently wealthy, we could have went and partied in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> If we were as cool as he thought we were, <laughs> if, he, if we were as cool as he thought we was, <laughs> we, we might be hanging out with Oliver Miller in Vegas right now. Oh, well. But we're not as cool as Big O thinks we are. I'll settle for Thornton. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, Clint, right now, too, the baseball team's doing well, even though, you know, they've had some injuries and things. The offense is uh, – Man, just doing well. The bats are hot. Wagner's staying hot, man. That guy is uh, – now his average has dropped below 400. A little bit of a slump. No, he's still killing it, man. I think his average is in 380s or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's he's doing great, man, doing great. Um, and they have had, you know, with, you know, the, the guys that have gotten hurt um, – but they're having some pitchers step up, and um, I'm I'm kind of blanking on some names here, but you know, well, you know, um, Zach Morris pitched a pitched a well of a game yep. yesterday. Got in, closed it out. Um, you know, you got Hunter Holland. Mm-hmm. He's become the uh, he's become the Friday starter for him. Yeah, uh, you know, um, Cody Adcock. Um, they had him come out of the bullpen later in the year, um, earlier in the year. Now, now they seem to have him as the Sunday starter. Yeah. They kind of once they got the SEC play, they switched things around. Their their Saturday starter, I, I'm brain farting on his name, McIntyre. McIntyre. I, yeah. I believe he's from Bryant Benton area. Mm. Um, he's he's like he seems like he's settled in. He's their Saturday guy. Yeah. Um, they took Hunter Holland, who was a Sunday, the Sunday guy, and they moved, moved him to Friday. Moved him to Friday, and uh, who's soon to be our boy Cody Adcock. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and let it out the bag. Yeah, be on, yeah. 
next week. That's right. We got we got Cody Adcock coming on next uh, next week. Uh, hopefully, so still awesome. Big series win, but they they kind of moved into the Sunday guy, and I think they're looking. He wants to see Hagen Smith be the new call the cops. Yep. I think that's kind of where that's what he envisions him. Like, okay, he's there when I need him. And once again, hopefully our other boy, Tiger, will be coming back pretty soon. And so, you know, you don't know if Hagen Smith will have to stay back there or if he's going to, you know, what that's going to look like. But also you've had Ledbetter's looked well. Dylan Carter has pitched. Yeah. Another young guy from Arkansas that's pitched wonderfully. Um, these guys, you know, and I think and yesterday, who was it they played yesterday? Um, Southeast Missouri. Yeah, they played them. I mean, beat them pretty easy. But in that game, he rested a bunch of players. I think Wagner was the only like one of the only, you know, like stud players he let he kept in the ball game. The rest of them were backups. And um, so it was a uh, uh, that was a good win, good midweek win for them. This team's deep. I, I don't. I, this this may be the deepest team he's had. I mean, if you've watched, if you spent much time watching this team play, you're like, this team's good. Mm -hmm. This team's good. Now you you've played some people. You've played Texas, TCU, Texas Tech down in. Uh, that was Dallas. Mm. Uh, so you played you played your series against Louisiana Tech, and you you played some good schools. Um, obviously, looked great against Auburn this past week. Mm. But now this week's a different story. I mean, th this this is yeah. you, you're going to find out. You're right now. You're probably a super regional host. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be one of the top eight seeds in, in baseball. Mm. But you're going to the number one team in the country's house. Yeah. You know, you're you're gonna if you go down there and you win two out of three, you sweep, you know, you're gonna you're gonna move up in the rankings. Yeah. You're gonna get some you're gonna get some number one votes because you're having to do it at Baton Rouge. Yeah, this is definitely gonna be the the biggest test of the season thus far. So it'd be interesting to see how they do, especially once again, you know, because Yes, they look good, you know, and they're and they're and they got some talented guys, but this is still a team that's been got lots of new pieces, you know. Yeah. It's it's got it's got to young and transfer pieces. And so um there's still gonna be some shaping and molding of that together. Uh, so seeing how they respond at Baton Rouge, you're right, is gonna be interesting to watch. Um but let's hope that they go down there and do something awesome when we're talking to Cody uh, after some after a sweep down there. That'd be awesome. I think that's I think that's what we all want. I mean, obviously that's what you all want. But yeah, you just as the summer goes, the closer you get to May and June, you want to see the team keep doing this and keep and keep rising and keep. And right now, man, it's the arms, just the arms in the in the bullpen, the just the pitchers that are keeping them in it, and the offense is playing. Mm. I don't know if I've seen a team, and now we did have a team when Kevin Copps was there, but it was, you know, let's just face it, the, the pitching staff had Wick Lander and Kevin Copps. Yeah. I mean, that that was that was that was it. That's who we had. 
Um, this, this team just seems much more complete than most teams I've seen in the past. Now, they may – some bragged up on them. They may do what the basketball team did, went, did and lose several in a row. But team looks good, and there's, there's a lot of reason to be encouraged with what's going on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm excited to see it. Excited to see it. And uh, now kind of going off of baseball, football's on their spring break right now. They uh, they did several practices before spring break, and then they're having a split. And then they're, uh, they're going to come back after spring break and finish up. Uh, yeah. They, you know, from what – you know, we're not getting a whole lot from them, you know, and, and we talked about it some last week, but, um, you know, the, they, there has been some talk about the line. They're moving guys around the line a little bit, you know, musical chairs like they've done in the past, you know, trying people out at different positions, but they're, they're starting to settle in and, and figure that out. They're still trying to figure out right tackle a little bit. Um, and then they, uh, uh, they're saying uh, Criswell's looking good. That backup quarterback position, he's that he's uh, he's looking good there. So that that's a good thing and showing some leadership. So that's that's good for them. Well, and I think you know, and I've said it before. I think this is this this will be the last year of KJ. I think KJ is going to go. Yeah, tries that in the NFL, you know, after this year, and he should. Um, yeah, didn't blame him if he'd done it this year because I mean, I, I think he's what everybody tries to say Anthony Richardson is. Yeah, um, in my personal opinion, but you know, no one cares what I think. Yeah, so, the five people that listen to this podcast, and some yeah. of them don't even. Yeah. Um, that, but that, but that battle for the starter next year, I think, has already started. Yeah. Because Jacoby won't. Because if you're Jacoby and Singleton, you want like don't go in the portal. Don't try to find somebody else. Go sign you a high school kid this year to develop. Yeah. We I've, we've got this locked down. Yeah. Um, so I think that I think that's what you're that's what you're seeing. You're seeing that competition already start. Um, the lines the line is probably the most intriguing part to me. Yeah. Because you're going to have at least three new starters. You think Latham and Limmer are going to start? Yeah. Where are they going to start? Um, you know, I remember my senior year going into it. It was like, okay, um, we all know how it ended up. But they had they had Clint Reed was going to start. We knew that. Now was Clint Reed going to start at tackle or or center? Or so it's basically it's a battle between Danny Albright at right tackle and me at center and where when they want to go. Obviously, Danny Albright got the nod, and he should have. He was better than me. Um, and then somebody else got the nod to be second string, and I just went to third string. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I think I think Latham and Limmer are settled. I think they're they're the ones they're, that are consistently in the same spot every time. Yeah, I think one. Well, they they've been trying one out at left tackle, and one can be a guard or a center. Oh, okay. Well, so I, that's what I've been reading, and then, you know, obviously the um, the transfer in Braun from Florida. And he the thing is, here's the thing I worry about him. He's want he wants to play guard, and they're saying that's one of the reasons he transferred here was he wanted to play guard. 
he doesn't like to play tackle. But then they had him at right tackle the other day. Well, I think it's the, I think it's like okay. He's always Pittman's always good. Like okay, who's the sixth man? Yeah. You know, because I mean, because like a couple years ago, you had I'm brain farting him's name. I think he wore number sixty nine. Um, it's gonna kill me that I can't think of this. Um, but he played center, and then Stromberg played center. I can't remember his name, but he was basically Ty Clary. Yeah, um, yeah. He was the sixth guy last year. Takis Crawford was the sixth guy. Yeah. Your left tackle got hurt. Crawford was coming in. Whoever got hurt. Crawford was coming in the game. Yeah. And we may move some, you, you move Glimmer over to center, whoever. All right. Who, who's who's going to be the sixth guy? And so that sixth guy's got to be able to play multiple positions. Yeah. And I think that's what you were seeing. Like, okay, your primary spot may be guard, but there may be a time you have to play out here. Yeah. So I wouldn't think too much into it. Um, but but I think three of the starters are set, and so that's two positions that are open. And you gotta like Marion Harris Harris's chances. He looked amazing in the Liberty Bowl. Amazing yeah. in the Liberty Bowl. Um, they say Chambly's looking good. Um, mm-hmm. Curtis, Devon Emmanuel. Um, you know, they you got some, you've got some. You got some talent. He's recruited well on the offensive line. I think he went yeah. in the portal got what he wanted. Um, so it's just it's going it's it's a really interesting. It's going to see to see how it shakes out. It, it really yeah. is. I wouldn't read too much into Bron being over at right tackle. Some I think it's like, hey, may have to use you here at some point. So yeah. might as well put yourself with it. So that we don't want to, but yeah, yep, that's true. Well, Clint. I think that's it, buddy. We made it through another one. We made it through another one. And uh, this is 105. See, I was going to say, Magic magic 105, baby. Magic 105. Hell, it's 105. It's, the wolf. The wolf. It's yes, weird so being Central Arkansas and hitting 105 and it not being Magic 105 still. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It'll always be magic to me. Yeah, it will, baby. But anyway, man, we did it. We did it. We, we did the podcast. We, we did the stand up. We tried um, the stand up game. We went. We conquered. We, we here's, here's three undeniable facts. We run the stand up game. We run the podcast game, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. Three- <laughs> Clint, Clint just went straight wrestling promo right there. Straight wrestling promo. Yeah. That was Ric Flair 101. That's right. <laughs> straight wrestling promo right there. Well, folks, seriously, thanks for listening to it, our jibber jabber today. And uh like and share and and like and share and comment and subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh once again, if you don't you don't want to just listen, watch us on YouTube or you can listen to this on Apple or Spotify or TuneIn Radio or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Google or Amazon or wherever Is else. Stitcher a thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. That up. No, I was going through my uh, notes the other day and I I got my password and I found where I wrote down my password and stuff to that to log in. So we're on there. I want you to figure out how many downloads we have on Stitcher. Yeah. Okay. More than one. Yeah. I'd like to know about it. 
I don't think we have many, but um, anyway, anyway, we'll see. But uh, seriously, folks, thank you so much. Share, like, all that good stuff. Check us out next week with Cody Adcock. Uh, I know that'll be a great one. Um, we're excited to interview him and uh, get to know him a little better and hear a little more about this baseball team. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating a couple wins in Vegas and talking about a Final Four trip. Oh, I shouldn't say that out loud, should I? Well, we'll either be happy or we'll be sad next week. We'll have, you That's know, right. not just because of that so. That's right. It's going to be good no matter what, though. Well, folks, thank you so much for paying attention to us. God bless you, and have a great week. Booga, booga. Sweat, work, filthy, dirt, harvest, hurt, kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more than I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard rock So I can sow the seed In a Hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more